0: Actors, we've all got issues, so let's talk about them. I'm Juan Yala and welcome to Actors with Issues. Each week, we bring you interviews with actors from across TV, film, and Broadway, taking many deep dives into their careers and getting into the successes, the struggles, and, of course, the issues that they face as actors. That's enough about us. Let's dive into the episode. Today's guest is a two-time Emmy-winning writer. He's a singer, actor, and dancer. You've seen him on Broadway, in Frozen, Rocky, Peter and the Starcatcher, and currently starring in Some Like It Hot. Please welcome to the stage, Kevin del Aguila. Kevin, thank you so much for being here. Welcome.
1: Thank you for having me, Juan. It's great to be here.
0: So when did little Kevin know that he wanted to become an actor? When did all of that start for you?
1: Little Kevin knew it pretty early. Uh, I remember I remember being at uh, like a, a summer camp um, when I was maybe in first grade, something like that. Um, and uh, you know, they had like a talent show and I remember um, coming up with this idea um, that I was going to write write this whole parody of Star Wars called Stupid Wars. And I was gonna write <laughs> it, I was gonna act in it, I was gonna cast my friends, I was gonna direct it. And I did. I put this whole thing together. And <laughs> like put this thing up and and it went over very well. And I think from then on, I was like, okay, that's what I want to do.
0: <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure the answer is yes. But, you know, throughout one's career, there are always like peaks and valleys. There are times you're really busy, times that there's nothing going on. Um, was there ever a moment that you were like this close to quitting and then you booked something that was like...
1: You've just uh, described my entire career, <laughs> uh, basically the the trajectory of it all. Yes, I mean, I um, I came to New York to uh, to be an actor, and uh, but I would write as well. I continued to write uh, while mm-hmm. I was in school, little little one act plays, little scenes, this, that, and the other, and. Um, uh, my unemployed actor friends and I, you know, we'd sit around and they'd say, hey, let's put up some of the stuff that you wrote. We've got nothing better to do. So we did. And consequently, I kind of had these two careers going. My, my writing career sort of took off and my acting career would continue. And at a certain point, I remember um, being on stage in a show, a, a regional show, um, I think in Seattle, actually, and um, thinking to myself, I'm not enjoying this. I'm not having fun. Uh, it's 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 difficult. I'm not enjoying the things that I get to do uh, as an actor. I feel like I'm 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 just the, the character guy who comes on and does a couple scenes and and you know does sort of the same thing over and over. And I have this writing career that's kind of taking off, and I I don't need to do this. And so I unofficially quit. I unoffic- mm-hmm. I didn't tell anybody really, but I just thought I'm not gonna pursue performing anymore. And um, but. Since I didn't tell anybody, um, people around me kept calling me in for things. And um, so when, uh, you know, certain things would come up and I'd think, well, I can't say no to this. This seems like a great opportunity. I would just go in. And um, before I knew it, I was in this show called Peter and the Star Catcher, which was off Broadway and then moved to Broadway. And suddenly I found myself like performing on the Tony Awards going, what happened? I quit. I quit. But here I am. So, you know, I uh I think um I think taking the pressure off um or at least um allowing myself to um uh, to enjoy performing again that the experience of Peter and the was 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 extraordinary too. I was around a group of actors who were incredibly creative, incredibly uh fun, funny, um uh, presence and uh, just really uh, helped reinvigorate my love of performing. So that's really what did it. I mean, being around actors and being reminded of how fun it is, how creative it is. I had always, I kind of thought, you know, being a writer, I'm like, you create, you create. Being an actor, you just sort of interpret. You don't really create. Um, but being around these uh, this this ensemble of actors. Um, and and being part of creating this this show Peter and the Starcatcher just made me rethink that completely and realize, gosh no, actors are not just interpreters. they, they bring a huge creative force that, that gets woven into uh, the creation of a new piece. and, and um, so it was just absolutely thrilling and just just uh, you know just just galvanated my my, um, my relationship to uh, to performing once more and i haven't looked back since then i've, I've really you know uh um found that uh, that enjoyment of it.
0: that was such a um a common thread on our show uh, Especially especially like with the last question we ask is always um in 10 words or less what advice would you give to a young actor and uh i think it was like six or seven episodes in a row it was like take the pressure off of your auditions have fun don't forget to play it's called a play for a reason and and all of that because so many times we put pressure on every single audition like this could be it this could be the job that takes me to that place i want to be or gets me to meet the people i need to meet to get to that place and we just put all this pressure on it's like or you could just have fun and enjoy your one day on whatever set you'll be working on that day or the two months that you'll be doing this regional gig um but yeah it's something we forget constantly it's just always put that pressure on
1: it's hard not to too, because yeah. every, every opportunity you think, well, this, this could be it. This could lead to something, you know, this could open doors, you know? And, um, and I've learned throughout my, uh, my career that like, you bring what you bring. If, if you're what they're looking for, then, then you are, if not, then you just have to keep moving. And, and, um, uh, I've been really fortunate enough to 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 be in these rooms where people have looked at me and said, there he is. That's that's exactly what we've been looking for. And when that happens, you're like, oh, my gosh, I I, I, <laughs> I can't believe it. It's finally somebody's looking at me and noticing me, you know, um, but, you know, it's it, it it's it doesn't happen all the time, at least yeah. for, for some of us. <laughs>
0: And uh, going back a bit to your writing, so you've done a ton of writing for for children's theater, for uh, for television between um, Alter Boys, uh, Pagan Cat, which is where you picked up a couple of, of daytime Emmys and Clifford and Blue's Clues and all these different um, things. So um, how did you get involved in television writing specifically? And then how did, and you also, have, we'll talk about Dogman because you have that coming up uh, very shortly as well. So we'll get into that after, But um, but yeah, television writing, all of that, how did you sort of cross over? Because a lot of people think that there's like, this hurdle you have to get over to go from theater to TV when in reality, it's more of a blurry line, but, but yeah,
1: how'd all that happen for you? Um, I, when I moved to the city, um, I was told, Hey, you're a young character actor. Nobody needs you. Nobody wants a young character actor. They want an old character actor. So they're like, you're going to have a great career in 20 years. And I was <laughs> like, well, what do I do for 20 years? Um, and, um, one of the answers was right. Uh, uh, the other answer was children's theater. There was a a children's theater, um, company called theater works USA. And they were like, Hey, we need young character actors to play dogs, cows, you know, aliens, whatever, whatever crazy thing we need. Um, we need someone like, like you. So I, I would work for this company as an actor and eventually as a writer and, and, and a director. And, um, while I was uh, working on a, a, a project, they they hooked me up with um, uh, this uh, television writer, um, also a playwright, um, uh, who who uh, we were writing a, a, an adaptation of the the book Click Clack Moo. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know Click Clack Moo about the cows that type. Um, and uh, he was like, "You're really creative and, and, and fun. You should be writing for TV." And I was like, "Well, if you hear anything, let me know." And um, and so he recommended me to write uh, a Wonder Pets episode. And and I, mm. I did, and, and um, from then on, I started to learn, wow, if if, um, if you show even the slightest kind of um, ability with uh, um, children of television writing, your name starts to spread like wildfire. And um, suddenly people were contacting me saying like, hey, would you be interested in writing a, an episode of this, an episode of this, an episode of this? And I said, sure, why not? And and um, uh, before I I knew it, I w- I had this little resume of of writing, you know, uh, uh, children's television episodes, um, and this writer who originally um, uh, recommended me for uh, Wonder Pets went on to create this show called Peg Plus Cat about this little girl named Peg and her cat that basically about math problems, and. Um, And so I wrote for that for two seasons, and like you said, we won Emmys, and and I I was more surprised than than anything else. I thought this was just a side thing that I was doing, you know, while pursuing, you know, a career in the theater, and and you know, it's it's kind of taken off. So, um, and since then, yeah, I've I've become head writer of 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 of, you know various shows, and it's been a whole. uh, You're right. It is it is very. uh similar in many respects to uh um uh to writing for the theater and i found that being a performer and um having uh, a facility with uh the theater with musicals with um uh um even even with with you know uh, um acting um has been a huge boon to me in in and being a television writer you can pitch your ideas you know uh, uh, mm-hmm. wonderful if they need a song you know how that that works out you can you can uh, uh you know how to set it up. You know, you know. Oh well, this is this is what happens in musicals. This is exactly what should happen in the show. So, um, it has been kind of an, uh, um it's been interesting to see how my my um, theatrical um, uh, experience has has helped me in in, uh, in writing for television. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg.
0: and with um dogman you have that coming up in march at new Worlds. i just saw the play that goes wrong uh at new world stages and saw the poster there for dogman i was like oh my god the reeking i remember seeing like a bunch of like you know press for it and had no idea that you wrote the show so um what can you tell us about that
1: Dogman was a really fun experience the the um uh when i was commissioned by this this theater company that hired me way back when as an actor um, TheaterWorks USA, they um, commissioned me to write uh, an adaptation of these Dogman books. And I had seen my son, who was in fifth grade, just devouring these books, you know, and they're written by this guy named Dave Pilkey, who wrote the Captain Underpants uh, yes. series of books. And um, and I said, tell me everything you know about Dogman. He showed me all the books and I was like, I was like, this is hilarious. It's about this cop and his canine dog partner. And they get blown up, in, in, in and in, in a you know a bomb blows them up. And to save them, they sew the dog's head on the cop's body, <laughs> and it becomes doggy. It's completely ludicrous, completely you know uh, bonkers. And kids love it; they love these books. They're they're ravenous about these books. And I had no idea how big a title it was until I started working on it. And um, and it's just been so much fun, I, you know, talking to Dave uh, about adapting it you know, I, I I had a whole pitch for him about like, this is what we're gonna do, this is what we're gonna do. And he stopped and he was like, you know, just do whatever you want to do and, and I'll just come and enjoy it. i just really love to see what you do. And so we were really given kind of carte blanche to to do whatever we wanted with the show. And um, and luckily he came and he was like, I love it. I love every, every, every second of it. And um, it was done off Broadway before the pandemic. How long ago was that? Three years ago, <laughs> four years ago. And it was really fun. Uh, 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 kids loved it, adults loved it, and watching, you know, uh, parents and their kids sitting right next to each other, both laughing at the same jokes, was really like that's that's when you're like, yes, this yeah. is it hits on all levels, um, and um, it was really great fun. So I'm I'm thrilled that they decided to bring it back, um, and it's going to be running March and April at New World Stages.
0: Um, I'm gonna gush about something like it hot now uh, because it was one of the most joyous nights I've had at the theater in such a long time uh theater in the last couple of years has become very grounded very real and necessary storytelling but a little you don't necessarily leave the theater rejuvenated uh and this was just such a wonderfully just joyful experience um, I mean from the story to everyone's performances the comedy and and just Dazzling from from head to toe. So, firstly, congrats on such a delightful show. I think you guys all did such an incredible job. I love it. I love every, I, every,
1: everything you're saying. I feel exactly the same way. It's just it's just a burst of life and joy, and and mm. everybody involved is having a great time. So, yeah. um, we're thrilled that the audiences are feeling that as well.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you can definitely tell that everyone's just having a blast, and you can always, especially. I feel like actors have like this special filter; they can just tell. <laughs> It's like, oh, that's acting or like, oh, they're, they're having a blast up there. You know, it's like <laughs> one or the other. It's like, oh, they're acting like they're into it. And uh, yeah, but it was just such a such a delightful show. And um, I already got to speak with and- with your co-star, Angie Shore uh, last week. And, Legend, um
1: Shore, yes, Broadway.
0: And um, so I read that you got a, a random text from Mark Shaman years ago to participate in the demo. And um, I'm sure you thought you were being catfished at the time. You're like, <laughs> how did Mark get my number? Um, but how did your involvement evolve from there?
1: Um, yes, I was in Disney World, and I got this weird text saying, "Hello, I'm Mark Shane, and I want you to record this demo." And I was like, "I know who you are. <laughs> you're you're a legend as well." And and um, uh, I spent all of my vacation learning this song, and 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 and. Uh, performed this demo and he kept rewriting the song and bringing me back in uh to record it and then they invited me to be in 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 a reading of the show and uh I did the reading and it was it was really fun it was very um uh um it was very new and they were figuring it all out and they were trying to you know uh uh, uh trying things out but uh Jay Harrison G was 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 in that reading we were both in the first uh uh that was both of our first readings uh, uh, of the, the show. And then consequently, I was in little readings of it um, going forward. And it was supposed to go to Chicago for an out of town tryout. And then the 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 Pandy hit and uh, <laughs> we all went into lockdown. And that was scrapped. Um, and the first real acting thing I did coming out of those uh, dark years, um, was of a revamped uh, script of Some Like It Hot. We were all in, you know, like everybody else, we were in a giant room, separated, you know, our chairs were like, you know, separated, all the windows were open, everybody had masks on, and we all read and sang through, you know, this um, script and score that they had time to work on during the pandemic. And um, that was really the beginning of the joy, um, the joyful feeling of it, because you really, hearing Mark Shaman play and sing these songs and, reading the, the the script, which had become funnier and funnier. And and you just started to feel like, ah, oh, there it is. There's the bud that, you know, the, the flower bud, just uh, you, could, you could feel yourself breathing again after all these dark, you know, years and months. And um, and it's just felt more and more joyous from there. Every, every step of the way, we did an in-town workshop, kind of an invited um, uh, presentation um, in February uh, of 22. And then we opened cold on Broadway right after that. So it was a, it was a nervous time for everyone. They were very yeah. nervous, but we always felt like we had something really, we loved it and everything about it was just so happy and, and you know, uh, special. Um, and so once we heard the audience response, we thought, oh, thank God, everybody. Everybody's feeling the same thing that we are, so. Um, it's been very, uh, very exciting, and and like that text, the whole thing has been completely surprising to me. I, 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 I don't know how he got my number, but I would, <laughs> like, thank the person who gave him my number. Uh, uh, they've, they've, they've given me one of the greatest experiences of my life. So,
0: and with Osgood's storyline, learning later in the show that he spoiler. is of, like, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, yes, yeah, spoiler Freddie <laughs> for anyone hasn't seen it, of. Uh, you know that he has this uh, Latino heritage and he lives this. he feels that he has this like double identity I mean for any Hispanic actor you just feel that because lord knows so many of us get told that like we're not quite ethnic looking enough or you're almost too ethnic to play something like ambiguous and you know I feel like so many uh so many Latinos especially have like their foot in each of these two worlds and it's so frustrating but it was so great to see that represented in this way in in, in a musical especially because you know uh most of latino actors that i've interviewed if not all of them have done some version of of west side story in the heights and you know just like the the, the couple of small handful of hispanic centered shows and that's kind of what they're limited to sadly but right. shows like this are definitely opening up the doors for that and it's such a great great thing to see
1: oh yeah no it, it, it's fantastic the the, the... I think that the show is really about identity, you know, yeah. everybody, every character in the show has this kind of, you know, inner identity that they, they believe that they are. And the world has this idea of who they are, that's, that's kind of, you know, putting it upon them. And the whole show is about how you, they square that, how they square mm-hmm. who they feel they are with who the world is telling them that they are. and. I feel like that's just that's where we are in the world right now, and and that's life. That's basically you know everybody's journey through life, figuring out how I can you know be myself in this world that's telling me that I'm something else. And uh, Matthew Lopez, one, uh, one of the, the book writers of the show, I know that he 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 really was interested in that idea of giving Osgood this this um, duality, just like you know other characters in in the show are 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 having this push pull. Um, uh and and i loved it i was like this is this is great it's 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 it it veers away from from the character in the movie but it's but it's right it's right for the show Mm -hmm. and it's right for the time that we're living in and when when i reveal that in in the in the second act you hear the audience just like respond it's and it's this this amazing acknowledgement that like it's a surprise but it's a joyful surprise like they are very very on board with like oh great good you know let's let's see this and and uh, for me you know i i i'm definitely in that kind of twilight zone of, of ethnicities that you're talking about you know my my um my mother was british and my father is from peru so i'm like as 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 far <laughs> across the globe as you can imagine and um you know my whole life has been trying to square these these two wildly different you know um uh, cultures uh, mm-hmm. that have you know combined to create me and being an actor, you know, you're constantly, you know, constantly looked at, it's like, who are you? Who are you? Why do you have this weird last name that I can't pronounce? Is it Italian? You know, what is it, you know? And um, so I love that this character is really um, uh, kind of an an embodiment of that. He's a surprise, but he's also like a a real, like um, uh, a symbol of, of this, you know, there's a spectrum. There's, It's not just black and white. There's, there's a wide spectrum that we all need to really acknowledge and understand, so.
0: Yeah. Great. And uh, with the name of our show, Being Actors With Issues, um, what comes to mind as a, uh, I mean, you did just sort of touch on that uh, tug of war with identity and whatnot, but uh, is there another sort of uh, career obstacle that comes to mind or something you've dealt with that you can uh, shed a little light on for our
1: audience of, of young artists? Obstacle, um, you know, it's funny because it, there are a million obstacles. <laughs> I feel like everything is an obstacle, you know? Um, uh, uh, and, I, and I think it's just that, that kind of relentless kind of chipping away constantly, you know? I, what I've learned is that longevity is, is your friend. Like, the longer that you can kind of hang in there and keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing, the more that people uh can't ignore you. <laughs> you know, hang around long enough, they have to go, okay, who are you? Go ahead. Let's 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 see who you are. And um but it is an obstacle. It's difficult. It's difficult to keep your 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 head above water you know, financially, living in, in, in New York City or or any you know, expensive city, and be an actor and and um uh and mentally keeping your your yourself You know in the game keep you know keeping the idea that you have something to offer you have a talent you have something that that can contribute you know it's all a mind game sometimes and and it's very difficult to keep that front and center if i you know one of the things when i I was first on broadway the, the thing that really struck out at me struck out to me was um this is no different than it was in community theater. I'm on a stage in front of an audience. Like you'd think that it would be some completely different, you know, thing. The lights are brighter, the, the marketing <laughs> is bigger, but other than that, you are a person standing on a stage in front of people doing what you did when you were doing Stupid Wars in first grade. You are doing the same <laughs> um and it's uh it's something to remember that like it, that that is what it is. You 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 what you bring to it is the same. Um, and uh uh it's hard to remember that when you see, you know, everything seems bigger than mine.
0: It I f- I forget who it was. I think it was um it was a very early episode, but uh someone who Oh, it was actually this like high school friend of mine who is now like one of the standby genies in Aladdin. Uh he said that when he first made his like when he made his like on stage principal debut as genie, everyone was like, How do you feel? You just made your Broadway debut. He's like I feel great. <laughs> Am I going on tomorrow? Yeah, right. like there it's was so no the right. There was no like big, you know, you know. They were just like, yes, like I made it, like you know, I I I did it. I did what I've always wanted to do. But people expect there to be this like magical transformation or eye opening something. But it's just like at the end of the day, like you said, you're just on stage in front of a bigger crowd the costumes are prettier as you said the lights are brighter you know but it's just you know you're just doing what you've always done just at a in front of more people
1: yeah exactly I mean it's thrilling I'm not gonna lie it's thrilling yeah but it's the same the same discipline it's the same thing so
0: I feel like any opening night is is thrilling whether it's if it's a show and if it's in a 50 seat black box theater but a show you poured your heart and soul in or you know, a much grander show that you have a smaller role in. You know, it's 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 all thrilling. It's all that same sort of energy that you get from from the audience, whether it's fifty people or twelve hundred. You know, totally, totally, absolutely, yeah. Uh, so before we go, uh, we always uh play a quick game called "Now That We Know You" since we've gotten to chat. Uh, but there's no timer. There's no rapid fire anything. We used to time it, and we got rid of that because it stressed people out. Uh, but uh, fill in the blank. If I weren't working in the arts, I'd be.
1: If I weren't working in the arts, I'd be um, uh, may, uh, maybe a te- teacher, maybe like an English teacher. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, I'd be sad, but I'd be. In
0: <laughs> You'd sneak a Shakespeare in there, you know, or a play. <laughs> right, <exactly. laughs> We're going to read this aloud, everyone. <laughs> uh what's the best advice you've ever gotten
1: i've got a lot of uh good advice that i instantly forget um <laughs> but one that stuck with me is uh one that my my um uh fellow um uh co-star christian borrell once said he said um other people's success is not your failure i feel like that's something that people forget all the time you know they compare themselves to to you know Someone whose star rises right away, or or they book that job that you know. Um, it, it's hard to remember that you're on your own track. You 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 have your own set of, you know, uh, um, skills, talents, looks, everything about you as an individual, and your career is individual as well. And it's so hard to remember that when you you you're you know. Um, Feeling as though you're you're being left behind in some sort of way when other people seem to have it all together, um, but uh, you know, the longer I've been in this this business, the more I've realized it really is like, um, it, it it it's really there. There's so many um, things out of your control that you can only like just stay in your lane and and and, and work as hard as you can to to to. Uh, further your, yourself. It's not a race.
0: And, uh, what is the, what role have you had the most fun playing?
1: I do I, you know, it's going to sound like I'm lying, but this one, this, this role <laughs> is, is the most fun I, I've had. It's absolutely, uh, uh, joyous. I feel like I've got the best track on Broadway. I, you know, I show up like <laughs> 50 minutes into the show <laughs> and I get to like jump around and make faces and sing and, and, and crack jokes. And, and then you know uh, uh, I, I i get to do things character actors don't get to do i get to to to, to have tender moments and, and uh more emotional moments and uh um I, I feel like i have the best of all worlds in this in this uh this part so this is the one mm-hmm.
0: and uh similarly to before what is the worst advice you've ever gotten the worst advice And we get Um, way more bad advice than good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, you do get a lot of bad advice. Um, You know, I I mean, I once got a. This is very, very, very. This is probably not what you mean. But like I once was told, like, go into the audition and shake their hands right away and look them in the eyes and blah, blah, blah. So I would run up to the table and shake people's hands. And they, you know, I just learned, like, then when I was casting, I was like, oh, please don't come shake our hands. Please don't. (laughs) Um, And you just realize how desperate people come off, you know, when they come into a room and they want to make a good impression. Everybody wants to make a good impression, but that kind of like over, overdoing the enthusiasm really comes off as, as not so great. And I just remember getting so much advice about like, show them that you're fun and you're a team player and you're this, that, and the other. And it just smacked us so much desperation. I look back and I think like, Oh my God, like what, what kind of, What kind of impression was i really making um i mean it's like everybody says at the end of the day the people behind the table want you to be good they want you to be the guy they're looking for And, and um uh you know you are or you aren't and maybe they're making the wrong call but you know it's their call to make so you just have to kind of like throw it away when you leave the room and move on yeah
0: and uh lastly in 10 words or less what advice would you give to a young actor
1: Um, I used to say, if you can do anything else and be happy, go do it. I I would, I would like encourage people not to put through (laughs) a career as an actor. And my thinking on that has changed. You know, I have thought like, look, if you really feel like you have something to offer and you really feel like it's your calling and it's something that you need to do, go for it, go for it and 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 throw yourself out there and and you know if a door opens run through it you know and just keep doing that I, I you know i i i look back and i do think like you know was me unofficially quitting just just my way of kind of avoiding you know uh um uh all of the the heartache that uh, that, that the career you know kind of inherently has i don't know but um but i i did feel like i had something to offer and that and 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 i felt uh as though i I wasn't being allowed to offer it and um i think if you're if it's really burning inside of you you've got to you've got to follow so i would say go for it
0: awesome kevin thank you so so much for taking the time uh to join us today um if anyone wants to give you a follow on social media instagram where can they find you
1: uh i think i'm at kevin of the eagle on insta For okay. those who like to translate my last name. And um, uh, I think that Kevin DeLagula on um, uh, Twitter. You
0: can find me there. Awesome. And folks, you know the joke. You can follow us on Instagram at Actors With Issues. Give me a follow at Juan Ayala Official and subscribe to our show on YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts for the episodes every week. Some Like It Hot is now in performances at the Schubert Theater on Broadway. I'm Juan Ayala. This is Actors With Issues, and we'll see you next week.